back to In the Queue Film Conversations with Andrew and Phil. I'm your co-host, Phil, and sometimes in major motion pictures, a supporting actor will upstage the lead. Oh. In Sully, Aaron Eckhart's mustache clearly upstages Tom Hanks's mustache. <laughs> uh, they're both great mustaches. Yeah, but Aaron Eckhart's is like a brush, man. It's so it's full and robust. It's it's impressive. That's to be sure. Uh, I'm Andrew. I'm your other co-host, and I remember when the events of this film happened. I was working in New York City, very close to the Hudson River at the time, mm-hmm. uh, but I was not in a building where I could see it, uh, and it was a pretty fascinating thing to have happen so close to you <laughs> and it was yeah. great to see this uh film just to sort of see it unpacked a little we're bit. talking about the film sully the new uh clint eastwood release starring tom hanks as captain chesley sully sullenberger mm-hmm. and we're going to talk all about this movie in just a moment but first i want to tell you guys out there where you can find us on the web uh we are back we're back in action and we are you can catch uh our new episodes on our blog, which is at www.in-the-q. That's the letter Q.com. And on, that's our blog. We have all of our episodes posted there, dating back from the very beginning, along with capsule summaries of each movie and a forum for discussion. We also have a Facebook page. Just search Facebook for In The Q. Q-U-E-U-E is how that is spelled. Mm-hmm. And uh, also on our Facebook page, all of our episodes and videos and other supplemental things we post to sort of sweeten the discussion that we have every week. And also, Facebook is probably going to be the best way for us to engage in a dialogue with you, the listeners. Mm -hmm. If you want to post any listeners' requests for movies you would like us to review, you can do it on Facebook, and that will give us a way to contact you. Also, in the social social media universe, we have a Twitter it is at ITQ Podcast. Uh, you can tweet us. We'll tweet you back. Please follow us. We'll follow you back. And mm-hmm. then uh, we also uh, have a iTunes account. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes in the Q. Q-U-E-U-E is how it's spelled. You got it. You oh, got right. it. I nailed it. Gold medal. <laughs> and uh, yeah. also you can find us on other podcast apps like podcast or overcast we're all over the place you can't avoid us despite your efforts to try yes uh sully as i mentioned is a film directed by clint eastwood who has become quite absent from being on screen lately for the past true couple decades and has firmly switched to becoming a very bankable director. Yeah. he uh, One of his recent films was American Sniper, which I wouldn't mind unpacking next to Sully, if we could. Uh, there's some similarities, but uh, I'll give you sure. a, a little synopsis first for those of you who don't already know. Sully is based on the true story of the uh, captain... Chesley Sullenberger, who made a forced landing after departing from LaGuardia Airport on the Hudson River, and uh, 
it was a major to do. I remember when this happened. It was in like 2009, wasn't it? Roughly. Yeah, 2009. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, you know, w- what I didn't know though was that he was actually uh, investigated uh, for his competence as being a pilot because there was a like a safety hearing that uh, that was dramatized in the film. It's a major part of the film that mm-hmm. uh, questioned his decision making. Um, I always knew that he was just you know a hero because uh, from what I heard you know I was living in North Carolina is that he he had to land the plane because it was damaged and uh, mm-hmm. the Hudson River was the closest and best option and um, I knew going into the film that none of the passengers were were injured because of this emergency flight but uh, the interesting thing about the film is that so much of it concerns the the hearing and uh it actually reminded me of how this film is similar in a way to american sniper because Mm. for for the following reasons in both films you've got a man a stout-hearted american who becomes a hero and he becomes a hero and yet the bureaucracy or the world at large or other people are judging him and doubting him and questioning him. Sure. And yet he, he is a hero because he is this iconoclast. He is this unconventional man who I couldn't help but think of a man who goes with his gut. And, uh, and he is, it's, the film is about how he faces opposition with this safety hearing. Um, so that's kind of how I felt it reminded me of another Clint Eastwood film. Yeah. It may have reminded you of American sniper. It reminded me of flags of our fathers quite a bit, Uh which was the film that Clint Eastwood made about the iconic photograph at Iwo Jima where, you know, they raised the flag at Iwo Jima and then, of course, staged the raising of the flag later uh, so that they could take an iconic photograph. (laughs) (laughs) And and then those men were sent home rather than being able to stay out there on the front lines with their, uh, you know, their brothers in arms. They were sent home in order to sell war bonds, essentially. Right. So these, these were people who were being, thrust in front of the world as heroes, but the uh, reality of it was a bit more complicated. Yeah. So in that sense, it it made me think of this film or vice versa. And, you know, you can't help but sort of feel like uh, Clint Eastwood's politics are kind of shining through with his, with his directorial choices. Um, because mm-hmm. especially with something like American Sniper, where he is... Uh, he kind of has this attitude of, you know, Clint Eastwood is kind of like the, the latter latter era of the greatest generation. You know, he's in his eighties now, and mm-hmm. uh, but he has a particular kind of, kind of up from your bootstraps kind of mentality of people who get the job done and and sure. they get it done um, sometimes at the expense of the status quo. Um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of a. It's a kind of mentality that, you know, I don't think anybody in my generation is embracing. 
Uh, I think our <laughs> our headspace is in a totally different area. I think we want to be quirky and, and post-ironic, but Clint Eastwood movies are different. And um, I just wanted to say that one of my favorite moments, if not my favorite moment of this film, which I really liked, by the way, I really liked Sully a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a There's a long scene where Sully and his co-pilot, Jeff Skiles, are present at a hearing and uh the the board is just kind of tearing into these guys tearing into Sully's decision making saying mm-hmm. you know the flight simulations said you had enough fuel to return to LaGuardia you know mm-hmm. you know you shouldn't have landed in the Hudson this was reckless and Sully is just kind of, you know, listening and, and, and he's, he tries to defend himself and Jeff Skiles tries to defend himself. And then the hearing adjourns for another day. And then Scully, Sully and Skiles walk out of the, the room and Sully puts his arm around his co-pilot and says, <laughs> I just wanted to say how proud I, were, I was of you in there. The way you handled those questions, the way you handled yourself, you did a great job. And then they see says thanks, and then they leave, and that you know confidence that he had made me feel mm-hmm. like so warm inside that that he knew he was totally confident in that situation that he was that he did the right thing and that he was standing up to the bureaucracy for doing doing the right thing and um it's kind of it's tempered by these uh kind of daydreams and nightmares that Sully has where he dreams of what would have happened if he had actually crashed the plane in the middle of New York City. Yeah. And oh, yeah. those those kind of those nightmare scenes coupled with, you know, images of him staring out of windows wistfully, I thought those scenes were not quite as effective. Uh mm-hmm. I think they were probably at, included to add drama to the story, to have these, sure. these vivid, you know, nightmares. That didn't really, you know, have a lot of dramatic weight other than to, you know, jolt us. Well, I'd be curious to know exactly whether that's the case or not, because this was based off of a memoir. Right. That was written in part by Sully himself. Uh, And I would be curious to know if those scenes are included in the memoir, because um, if they are, then that's genuinely, you know, he was genuinely having those kind of terrors following the, the landing. Uh, but I think definitely, I mean, I think it's very smartly directed because what you have is a film that is broken up into essentially, as you say, there are these sort of contemporary nightmare sequences that, that happen from time to time. But for the most part, it is split between the hearings and then what actually happened. Mm-hmm. The flashback. The flashback to what actually happened. And I found both of those things equally compelling, although I will say that I saw this in the AMC 25 theater in Times Square here in New York. And they have a cinema called the Dolby Cinema that you pay whatever, $6 extra for your ticket. And it's massive sound massive speakers massive sound the chairs shake like there's a whole mm-hmm. you know 4d as as i think 
uh, regal cinemas put it, puts it like experience to this whole uh, uh, movie watching endeavor. And it was, it was very overwhelming. This, the, the scenes, the flashback scenes, the scenes of, of yeah. the actual landing, it was exciting. It was thrilling. Uh, it was, even though I knew exactly how it turns out, it was still right. It's <laughs> terrifying. Like, it's like that whole um, Apollo thirteen effect where yeah, t- Titanic. You're you're watching the film and you know exactly that what's going to happen. You know who's going to live, and and yet you're still at the at the edge of your seat. Yeah, it's true. It's true, and it 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 was really. I mean, as you say, Clint Eastwood kind of wears his heart on his sleeve a lot of the time. Although I, I think he's not quite as easy to pin down as a lot of people have sort of made him out to be. I think ever since he did that thing where he talked to an empty chair <laughs> uh, in order to make fun of Bar- Barack Obama, liberals have kind of loved hating him. Yeah. Uh, but there's no denying that he's one of the best filmmakers in cinema. And he has a decidedly liberal message much of the time. Uh, maybe not a, maybe not a liberal message, but a decidedly open-minded and accepting message much of the time. I mean, you look at movies like Million Dollar Baby, uh, and they're very questioning of the sort of uh, classic power structure of, of mm. institutions like the church, and it kind of throws its hand up and says, like, where is your power in the face of truly awful things? And, like you know, Mystic where River. is this person's... Yeah, where is this person's right to determine their own future? You know, he he actually grapples with very very liberal subjects and usually comes out on the left of all of those subjects. Well, you know, once upon a time, Andrew, especially when Clint Eastwood was a young man, the Republican Party was quite different than what it is today. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. Um, but I think that, uh, like, I have to say that his skill as a filmmaker is very. It, it wraps you up in it because in those moments when the first responders are reaching the, you know, the, the plane lands in the Hudson and the first responders, the people who are on ferries that are nearby, the people who can get to the them first, the people who are in the helicopters, the, the scuba divers, all those folks, like it just in a very matter of fact way, just shows them doing their jobs and doing it well. And I just, I had this like massive swell of pride and and joy in watching them do that. And I I, I was just, you know, it it was thrilling to see them. It was, (laughs) it was so, it was very thrilling. I mean, the whole, the whole kind of way that the, the crash was presented from takeoff until the last person was, was safely accounted for. It's all extremely realistic um, mm-hmm. the, the drama is not artificially heightened or extended in any way. Like you would see in like a Michael Bay film or whatever, but yeah, like, yeah. it's, it's all very matter of fact. And I was very fascinated to see what happens inside of the cabin of a, of an airplane when there is a crash scenario. What, sure. What do the flight attendants do? What do they say? Now I know, and I believe this is accurate. They say, brace, brace, brace. And they try to get everybody prepared for the impact. Um, yeah, and they're and they're chanting in unison and yeah, and yeah. that moment when they actually when they crashed or landed, I guess, in the water, I 
I don't know if I gasped out loud, but I know I did in, <laughs> in my internal organs because I had expected that <laughs> in in my mind that you know it's a plane. It's it's like you know it can land in water smoothly and swiftly, but no, it just kind of splashes yeah. abruptly in the water, and I'm like, oh my god, that looks so dangerous. And uh, but it's all kind of very real and and i yeah i mean even the people yeah even even the passengers who decide to jump off the wings of the planet into the hudson to try and swim to shore and stuff i i found myself going like no you idiot don't do it you're gonna die (laughs) and even though i know that they don't die (laughs) when sully comes out after immediately when they make their landing in the water like he he doesn't say this over the intercom. He doesn't tell this to his flight attendants. He opens the door. Everybody's staring at him. All he says is "evacuate," and then everybody yeah. gets out. And it's there's no music. There's no non diegetic sound or music, and it's all it's just uh, very compelling. And and I agree that Clint Eastwood is a really solid director. Um, and I'm I'm actually kind of. You know, I'm impressed that he continues to make films because I know he's in his like mid eighties now. But but yeah. Sully is a very sharp, uh, relevant movie. Well, yeah, and 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 we've been dwelling on the the action of the the actual flight and subsequent landing itself. But as I was saying earlier, the 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 sequences that are in front of the people who are conducting the hearing, uh, the NTS. And NTASB, right? The National Transportation Safety Board. Um, they they're just as exciting. They're great, and especially mm-hmm. when they get into the this sequence where <laughs> Sully makes his case to account for the human factor, right? These right. insurance the, the insurance people in the the NTSB are running their simulations minus the human factor, and there are these just like very simple statements that are made and suggestions that are put forth that like you find yourself almost wanting to get up and cheer mm-hmm. when when these these very simple things are being made and it's it's not you know you're not watching the the monologue at the end of uh to kill a mahi bird or anything you know right <laughs> you're you're not it's not the, the kind of it's not a few good men yeah where you know I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. It's not that kind of like high melodrama, mm-hmm. but it's just as compelling and it's just as much fun to get yourself yeah. wrapped up in. And I think a a large portion of the credit is due to Tom Hanks, who reminded oh, me what a great actor he is in this movie. <laughs> how how good is he? Jesus he was, Christ. I mean, okay, some people say that casting is ninety percent of directing, and that's true. Uh, you know, the casting was great. The fact that they cast Tom Hanks was great. But the fact that Tom Hanks delivered a great performance as well is even greater. Yeah. And, and, uh, he and did he delivered. ever? I mean, he did. He was so good in this. So good. And even though you say that Aaron Eckhart's <laughs> mustache may have upstaged Tom Hanks's mustache, Aaron Eckhart was fantastic in this movie. I thought he was yeah. just great. I mean, they're... they're far and away the standouts in the movie. They're the people who are featured the most prominently uh, for obvious reasons. I thought that also but, of the, of the, the quote unquote bad guys, the, the NTSB, mm-hmm. um, sure. Mike, Mike O'Malley, I believe is his name. 
Yes. Uh, who was the, the kind of the main inquisitor, the one who was clearly the bad guy mm-hmm. who, you know, from the get go, he's very sort of questioning critical. And he asks these kind of insinuating questions to Sully, like how much sleep did you get the night before? Did you have any <laughs> yeah. drugs or alcohol? Um, yeah. I thought he was also, he did a good job too. Yeah. I thought he was great. I thought Laura Linney was great. Um, even though she had a very small role in the film. Yeah, but um, you know it made sense though because they they couldn't be together because of the the hearing that that Sully sure. was going through, so they had to communicate by phone. Yeah, I thought Anna Gunn was great in a again a very small role. Um, I I would say that all in all, the performances are just fantastic in the film. I think it's just across the board pretty solid. I'm going to go ahead and tip my hand and say that this is going to be on my top 10 list for 2016. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I like that. <laughs> there's there's so many movies yet to come out, Phil. I know, but <laughs> hey, there's only a few more months left in the year. Of course, this is when all the good movies come out, though. That's true. That's very true. Um, but still, that's that's good. Uh, that's good to know. And I think that, I mean, I think that you and I are on the same page here. I think that we both really like this movie a lot. Um, and I, I just think it's, it's worth checking out. And if you can get to see it in a, in a big theater, this is another one of those movies, like we just said about Kubo and the two strings, it's worth seeing in a theater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's some, there's something to being enveloped by that, like the sense that you are in that plane. Um, well, this since is you a were whole, there with them. This is a whole art form that's, that's been fine-tuned over the past several decades of, of sound editing and sound design and uh, the way that movie theaters are set up, it's different from your home theater for the most part because sure. you're, you're getting sounds of the jet engine from one area and you're getting sounds of the passengers from another. And it's all it's all meant to put you in the same kind of mode of thrills as you know an action movie. It just happens to be mm-hmm. about real things that have sure. happened. Um, so I would also recommend seeing this in the theater also because it's just a good movie and I would, any, any movie that I think is, is really good, I think it's worth ponying up the money for. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree more. I think that, uh, I think that this is well worth seeing. Uh, I think that it's going to be one of those films that, I mean, they released it at that period of time where it's like, well, we may have a shot at an Oscar, but we're not putting all our eggs in this basket. Yeah, so, I think I think that that those nether regions that you mentioned actually do exist. I feel like it swallowed up too many good movies. Um, yeah, S- September releases it swallowed up the Social Network, swallowed up Gone Girl. Um, yeah, adventure movies right there. This is the kind of territory where. You'll get remembered for the Golden Globes, probably, but not for the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, definitely true. Um, which is a bummer, but uh, you know, hey, we don't know what's coming out between now and January. I know one thing that's coming out between now and January: a little film called Silence by a director named Mark Scorsese. Oh, oh yeah, a film that he's been working true. on since like 2002. Really? Which actually is a little worrisome. That yeah, yeah that, is, could, that is, could be a bad sign. This is his dream project that he's wanted to make for over thirty years. But I remember it was first announced on IMDb, 
I believe back in 2002. It had different people attached to it. It had Javier Bardem, Daniel Day-Lewis, Benicio Del Toro. They were all attached at one point, but now they've settled on Adam Driver and Liam Neeson and uh, Andrew Garfield, which is, you know, I'm sure it'll still be a different cast. A different cast. I'm curious. I'm curious. I, I one know, of the big ones I'm I'm looking forward to is Arrival right now. Oh, the uh, is it Dennis Villeneuve? Yeah, you know how much I like Sicario from last year. Right. Well, so, have you seen his other films? I've seen Prisoners. Yeah. Did you see that movie? Uh, I think it's called Enemy. Uh, I don't John think Paul? I saw Enemy, but I I did see he directed Incendie, right? Uh, the, the French film. film? No, that was an. Uh, it was an. I believe an Oscar-winning foreign film, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, yeah, he's uh, he's French Canadian. Uh, yeah, Incendie, yeah, 2010. Okay. I've not seen Enemy though. Yeah, I uh, I'll have to do some research about these upcoming films. I'm sure we're going to do an episode as the, uh, the the season draws nearer. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So that's our show about Sully, directed by Clint Eastwood, uh, starring the venerable Tom Hanks. Um, uh, thank you guys for listening, and uh, our next show will be coming at you real soon. We're still working out what it's going to be, but uh, stay tuned, and uh, we'll catch you next time. See you then.